and welcome to my podcast one to another um and today i'm going to be discussing and, and talking about my experience of moving overseas at a young age at the age of 13 um and moving away from family and um the pros and the cons of uh moving overseas at a young age um and yeah um Basically, when I was 13, my mum decided that she wanted me and my siblings to understand the language of Arabic and um, be more focused on our <coughs> religion and, you know, grow up in a, in a, in a country with, that has more religious values and not um, of a more westernised um, way, which, to be fair, was needed um, in in my family, I think, but, um, we moved at, when I, when I moved, we, we were planning on staying there for five years, so until the age of 18, um, and I was scared, I was annoyed, I was really angry, I had resentment, um, because I didn't want to move from, away from my family, my whole family is here from, both sides of grandparents to all my aunties to everyone everyone was in Australia so me moving away just felt like my whole life was taken away from me um and I just felt like stuck I just felt stuck I felt like I couldn't do anything also the culture is completely different when um back then it was so like not necessarily the religion but the culture was oh girls can't really go outside I was the only one so I was the eldest one so it was harder for me I didn't have like older brothers to like take me out you know with them and like my brothers only played soccer and all that stuff so I was always to myself and by myself and my mom was heavily pregnant so it was a bit hard on me because my dad wasn't with us so I had to like take responsibility of everyone um and I just felt very disconnected from my family from the world I didn't know what was happening at that stage I became such a like obsessive person over um uh the internet like I was obsessed with YouTube and um you know shows and stuff like that I was also very obsessed with my auntie's blogs um because it really helped me to connect to family because I didn't have social media there was really not not much social media back then like you can't watch people's stories you can't like do all those things so realistically the only way I could connect was through my auntie's story um blogs and you know she'd post once every month or twice a month and I was really, that's the only way I really could see people in my family, because, and also Skype, Skype helped me, but the time difference always, um, hindered that, I would either have to stay till 3am to talk to them, and my cousins my age was always in school, so it was hard to communicate with them, so I would only talk to elders in my family, um, and the experience there was, I was living, so we lived there for eight months because of um, civil unrest, so the first um, three months I went to school, I'm pretty sure, 
So I went to school for three months um, and then there was a summer holidays and that summer holiday somehow became five months for me rather than four. I think because I didn't do any of the exams. So I just stayed home the whole time. I didn't really leave my house. I can probably count on my hand how many times I left to go places. Um, yeah, so I was always just the only place I would go to was the milk bar downstairs and that's it and just chill on the couch downstairs and watch my siblings play. Ramadan was weird, um, but realistically when I think back to it, I still see the positive in it. Like I, I enjoyed my family time. I really, um, I don't know, I really enjoyed seeing family from overseas. Like my one of my mum's uncles was there. He stayed for two months with us, so he was like, a light to me also the we had a maid or a cleaner with us and she was an angel she was literally such a sweetheart we would always talk we would always have conversations and would always laugh so she made she really brightened up the time that I spent there also my Quran teacher was amazing my, my she that lady is an absolute legend she loved me so much and I felt always loved by her and she was just such a like supportive person like I made food once and she was so proud of it and like she was like oh my god you're such a big girl and I just felt validated by her um and also I was very much a people pleaser so those people around me grew to love me because I was always so nice and you know bubbly as it during that time as much as I could be but I think that time specifically I was always um personally I was always down but I could have, like, it was weird, although the positives were there, the negative was always that I didn't see my dad, who was my best friend, and, like, I didn't have anyone to play with, because my brothers were always downstairs, so I was always on a screen, and I developed, like, an addictive personality, became very obsessive over things, like I said, on social, like, I didn't have social media, so YouTube was my way of watching people live like I was living vicariously through them I was watching a lot of people who traveled and vlogged and you know their day-to-day life because I was always stuck in my room and you know stuck in the house realistically I was just watching people do stuff like I was just always watching like for example fun for Louis was a like a he was a vlogger and he was traveling the world, he was going to South Africa, he was going to so many countries, like, I just remember South Africa, and, like, I don't know, Europe, and always on the move, and I just lived vicariously through him, especially during that period of time, because I just felt like I was completely missing out um, of what's happening in Australia, what they did, how, like, even, for example, there's a time where um, someone from my family from Perth came, and I they would always talk about a situation, I didn't know who they were, what, like, who was it, I always, like, whenever they talk about that summer, and I just, just don't understand what they're talking about, because I was never there, so it created a division, um, literally, I ha- it may have been because, um, I had such expectation when I came back that I would also be so close, but realistically in my heart I felt like I missed out completely I always felt like I didn't get what was happening I didn't get some jokes I didn't like they'll talk about oh my god do you remember when you used to listen to this song this song and I would never feel like understood because I was never there like I remember when I came back they're like do you don't know who Austin Mahoney is 
you don't know who that is? I'm like, no. You don't know what Instagram is? No. Like, I didn't know what anything was because I was just, I don't know. I'm, I was just never on that stuff. Like, I never understood it. So, I just had, like, such a high expectation of how we were as a family before. You know, when I came back, it wasn't that. And I always just felt like I just didn't fit in after that. And I just never belonged. I felt like I was missing out. And, like, I always believed, like, I was behind on things. I just never got anything. Like, sometimes I, I get very anxious when I'm around people. and very, like, um, I tend to overshare because I'm, like, what's the word, I get stuck in that moment, for example, with family and stuff, like, I just get very stuck in the moment, because I tend to overshare, because I feel like, oh, they don't know anything about my life, let me just tell them, and then I just turn, and that, that's because I felt like, um, I needed them to understand that I belong with them, and stuff like that, so, it just became weird, like, it just became, that experience also taught me to love my family so much, to like, to ha- I have this high level of love for my family, although sometimes when it comes, we're not all as close as we were, and that's understandable, and I accept it, I'm just, I have a love for my family, like I always brag about, not to be like a person, but I just brag about the fact that I have such a big family, because it's something I'm so proud of, I'm so proud that we have my family, like I have all my family around me, I can walk to my grandparents, I can walk to my aunties, I can walk to about 10 aunties, I can walk or literally drive for two minutes down the road to go and see my aunties, so that's something um, it taught me, that experience taught me that I love my family and I, I would never want it any other way, I would never want to like live overseas, no matter what country it is, it's not something I want to do, I like if I, like I just need to be close with them, even if I don't see them every day. It's just the idea of I can go and see my grandparents now is something you can never ask for. I could, I don't think I could ever like I don't know not be around them, not see them, even if it's for five minutes. I get to see them in my day. It's amazing because I didn't have that. I couldn't go and just walk to my grandparents those eight months. I felt like years honestly those eight months felt like the longest time ever but I could never do it I could never see them I could never you know that that time and I struggled a lot because I couldn't even see my dad my dad wasn't there it was just me my mum and my three brothers and it was us as a collective collective and I know that sometimes maybe I felt it too deep but that's how I felt I felt like I was completely left out and missing and that no one cared about me when I lived there, because no one talked to me, no one really, like, I would call them, they would never call, so, when I came back, um, I, it was, it was a, kind of a bit of a struggle to, like, fit in, you know, understand things that they're talking about, um, yeah, and I just turned into someone who's not myself, um, it changed me, but at the same time, it taught me a lot of lessons, and taught me to be grateful, um, I found it hard, like, for example, during quarantine, now, I really, I'm, like, felt it again, I felt those feelings all come back of, you're grateful for your family, because now, I, I could go to all of them, even during quarantine, I was going to all of them, 
going to their houses. So I felt very grateful that I wasn't living in in Egypt, especially during this time, because now I'm 20, and that happened seven years ago. That means if I lived there for five years, if and I was there at the start of the year in Egypt, so when I came back, a couple of weeks after that, we went into lockdown. So I just felt like, imagine if I was still stuck in Egypt now. Like, sometimes I, it, like it really just hit me in, in the face. So, like, so they say, like, it just hit me. I was, it was like, if I imagine if I lived in... Because I went back with my grandma. Imagine if I lived in Egypt for, like, eight months now. That would have been the worst experience of my life. Because... I would have felt all those feelings of can't go to anyone. I don't see, can't see anyone. I hate my life. I hated my life. I literally hated everything about it. And sometimes, um, when talking about moving overseas, I felt like my whole life was snatched away from me. But when I talk about it, I don't hate the country because the way I used to talk about Egypt was, oh my god, it was the worst country in the world. Da da da. It wasn't the worst country in the world. It was actually a very nice country. It was just the fact that I had to move there to live there and away from family. So that's what ruined the idea of Egypt. And not not gonna lie, when I went back there now, I was like like I love like I I do not not love it, but like I when I smelt the smells and stuff it like oh nostalgia but it was so good, like it was the nostalgia that I had was amazing. But it just wasn't what it, what's the word like it, I was living like a couple of streets from where I used to live going back down certain streets it was so nice like going back there now but then when I think about it I was like this could have been my life that could have been I grew up in Egypt and that's my life story my life story could have been I grew up in Egypt for five years until I was 18 came back to my family and never felt like I fit in because now I did I only did eight months there and I, sometimes I still get those feelings but imagine if I lived there for five years how would I have felt how would I have um I wouldn't have been able to assemb- assemble not assimilate to my family as much I wouldn't have been able to connect to them as much I felt like if I felt like I was feeling forgotten then imagine how I would have felt so I'm very grateful that I came back but at the same time I'm I wonder how would I turned out if I continued living there because I don't think it would have been that bad. I feel like I would have like to after like a year or so I would have been able to like fully accept and appreciate where I was living because I was living so nice in Egypt compared to here. Everything was done for me over there, so realistically, I would have enjoyed it. I think it was just I hated it and used to talk about it like I hate it so much because. Of the idea of I'm not surrounded by love in the rest of my not my immediate family but the rest of like the family and everything like that and yeah so thank you for coming to my podcast and I wish if you've been through this I would love to know your um your experience I'd love to know did you um accept the fact that you're living there did you change your did did you think it changed you oh it changed you by a lot do you think um do you think you it changed you for the better or for the worse because i think it changed me for the better 
to the point where I'm very, very, very appreciative and very, like, I feel the love. I feel the, I feel how much, like, my family love me and I'm so appreciative of it. But sometimes um, I wonder what would it, what, how would I feel, what would, ha- what, how would I turn out if I didn't ever go and how would I turn out if I did live for five, six, seven years. I always wonder that. So let me know. Thank you and goodbye. I hope you really enjoyed it. Bye.